Hi, I'm John. And I'm Colin. And I'm Keith David's Huge Pipe. This is Hold Up. This is a show where we talk about movies from long ago and not so long ago and see if they hold up. I'm so damn fast I can wake up at the crack of dawn, rob two banks, a train, a stagecoach, shoot the feathers off a duck's tail at 300 feet, and still be back in bed before you wake up next to me. Shit, that was fast. This is my town. If you live to see the dawn, it's because I allow it. I'm in charge of everything. I decide who lives or dies. Cue the theme song, song. cause I said so. What's the cheapest gun you got? Five bucks. So, Lord provides me with everything I need. Preacher's got the Lord on his side. He only needs one bullet. Give me another bullet. Give me another bullet, John. Somebody give me a bullet. 38 long coat. I'll give you three shots to save your daddy's life. Make my little girl watch us. Kill me. You can do it, Doc. That's close enough. Alright. Quick draw. Was I quick? How quick was I? Am I getting quicker? We should see how quick I am when we watch The Quick and the Dead. Third of four movies in August Western Month for the Hold Up Podcast. Love it. What if I told you folks that there was a Western out there, and I might be making air quotes around Western, uh, maybe set in the Western time period is the better way to describe. But if I told you that, and then here's the cast I told you was going to act in this movie in the early 90s. Sharon Stone, Gene Hackman, Russell Crowe, Leonardo DiCaprio. Uh, Other additions like Keith David, Lance Hendrickson, uh, Pat Hingle, and some other people, Kevin Conway. You'd recognize some other faces in this one. Let me tell you a thing or two about that. You'd be pretty like those top four, Sharon Stone, Gene Hackman, Russell Crowe, and Leo DiCaprio. All of those people have Oscars. Yep, they all do. So what are we dealing with here? Well, I'll tell you one thing. Not a commercial success. Made for 35, made only about 47 in the box office, though it did pick up I don't know if I'd call what the buzz I heard around this like a cult following, like Little Miss Sunshine got released as an independent film and then had a cult following, and Little Miss Sunshine is a hell of a film. This caught a um, cult following, I think, for different reasons, and I want to talk a bit about that today. Um, I don't think that I saw this movie in theaters, and uh, I've got to be honest, I thought this movie had some fun, but it never... I would never hold this or revere this. I never would have, sorry, as a like a Western to compare it to other movies. What's your guys' kind of history with this? Were you have been big fans in the theater or You're saying afterwards? it's not a Western? Well, look, this movie to me felt like a mashup um, of things. It felt like it was doing something but set in a Western setting. I... Uh, <sighs> Maybe it's not fair to not call it a Western. Like, this is a Western in every bit of it. It's just such a different structure and the way it takes itself. It's not like a, it's definitely not like a spaghetti Western. I don't even know what kind of Western film this would be. This is a mashup that has not been repeated, I don't think, in the Western genre with the level of Sam Raiminess that goes into this type of a film. So it's it, the this one has alone that is taking the, the Western out of the Western for you. Because. 
I think I think aside from that, this is fairly Western. I had told Colin I expected this not to be gritty like a Western should be. It would be like a like a boot polish kind of a Western, right? But um, yep. but while we were watching it, we actually remarked how it seemed gritty enough, right? It, it, There's it obvious Raimi like zooms and close ups and all that shit, but the stuff outside of that, I I agree, it does have that gritty feeling. But these characters, these like when you have a movie, I think with this many characters. Oh, I'm jumping in already. I didn't even let Colin say what what his kind of history of this movie was. No, that's okay. I mean, I saw a couple. I've seen it a couple of times. I just uh, there's aspects of it I always thought were interesting or are funny or I liked. Um, there's so many big name actors in this that um, do interesting things. So I always liked parts of this movie. But was never a huge fan um, when it first came out. Hmm. What What is the correct mashup for this movie, fellas? Like, this is a western, but the the, the versus battle, the so many characters that we don't get deep into many of them's past, so they have to be like caricatures or stereotypes, like Ace and the the rapey guy and the prisoner guy. Like, you know, they're just fodder to get killed at some point. What kind of movie is that? That, that has been mixed with this Western format here. I don't know. I mean, Wikipedia calls this a revisionist Western. What does that mean? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the revisionist Western, also called the anti-Western. Yeah, um, okay. Maybe sometimes that's, revisionist yeah. anti-Western is a subgenre of the Western film called a post-classical variation of the traditional Western. Okay, this is subverts yeah, the definitely. romance of yeah. the traditional. Yeah, hold on, shut, 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 shut. <laughs> By means of character development and realism to prevent a less simplistic view of life in the old west. Hmm. And hmm. no, I'm just kidding. No, that's that's saying some of what anti-western is kind of maybe a better way of what I was trying to say. It's like a western, but it's like not. It's so, set in the western period, but it's another type of movie just in this setting. I don't sure. know. Like, what's the anti though? Like, uh, yeah. Sorry, Colin. Go. I ahead. have no idea what the anti is. I don't. I'm not exactly sure exactly what everyone's thinking. But this is unlike any other western out there, correct? It is different from other know. westerns. But he he does a lot of things that other westerns do. He just sometimes does them in a different style or but something. In a that... Not a good. Sometimes in a not good way. There's things right. he does in a good way, and there's uh, some things he does in this in a bad way. Yeah. This is also very contained, if you think about it, right? Like, this mostly takes place right in town center. Yep. A uh, couple of rooms in the bar, in Herod's place, and the upstairs in the whore's quarters, or the rooms, whatever. Like, that's yeah. basically it, right? But Yeah, like, you're talking a one-block radius uh, for most of this film, so, I mean, that's that alone is kind of different for a western i feel like we normally get all the cliche mm -hmm. shots the big big mountain ride and whatever and there was like her coming in but i don't know that you was know? a small part of it no no i definitely feel you there man they, they don't definitely don't go expansive this is all about in town and i have issues with that because because the west it, is huge um, the west is huge and beautiful and this kind of contains it in a spot which would be fine except you can only take so many duels and so many like sped up slow motion montages of duels before you're like, what the fuck? We're doing these duels too much now. Like, 
Um, so that that's interesting. So maybe by the end of this pod, we can kind of figure out what that anti part is, because there are things that he did in this movie from a directing and from a style uh, thing that has never been, I don't think, done in a Western and will never be done again because the mashup didn't work. Um, I think the parts I like about this movie the most are the traditional type of stuff. And his directing in between all the Raimi-isms is actually pretty great. Some of the fight directing is really good. Yeah, there's some other stuff that's really weird, but there's some stuff that really caught my eye this time. Um, and the in the middle shit, like the, the shit just as we're sitting around, as we're playing cards, as we're getting ready to go, like it's framed well, it looks nice. It, it, like all that part of it works. The stuff I, I, I don't like, I don't even think a single time he does a Raimi moment in this with the zoom and the angle. Oh, I think it. I hate it all. I would ex- t- and also I would explain the plot of this movie as this. So it's about a girl. We don't know who she is or what she's doing or where she's from. And she comes to this town and gets into a gunfight. We have no fucking idea why. So and uh, the problem with this movie is that they should have showed what they show at the end at the very that should have been the very beginning of the movie i i thought exactly the same thing little girl who's yeah exactly they should have showed the little girl where her father is getting like beaten up by marauders and hung and she has to shoot the rope and she shoots him in the head and you see gene hackman that all that should have been the opening of the movie there should have been no flashbacks in this movie and then then all of a sudden you see her as an adult riding and then she meets that guy and some altercation comes between her and a guy. Yeah, that doesn't make sense. The opening of this movie with... So, Colin, I agree 170,000% on, on what you said. That whole end part with him getting shot, and as soon as the girl like starts to cry and drops the gun and, and uh, Gene Hackman rides off, then it should have somehow faded into her riding in. Done. And then you would have known who we're looking at, exactly what we're doing here. Because even, <laughs> even my niece, Lauren, who's 12 was was watching some of this with us um and she's like we know more about russell crowe's character and his backstory than we do about this main lady i don't know anything about her yeah and i was like that's such an amazing observation because he's the only guy i actually care about who's at all interesting because he has a, a weird backstory where he was a henchman turned preacher now being sucked back into this thing i wanted to know more about that and what was going on and why gene hackman hated him and i wanted to learn more about the lady but she's so mysterious until like the last 15 minutes of this movie that it makes it really annoying to watch her and why she's struggling and it also unfortunately paints her with some real horrible questions like how did she train to be a gunfighter of any kind without ever killing anyone or shooting anyone that's her hang-up she can't like that that's part of it makes it bad what's shocking too is that a 12 year old girl and uh, (coughs) saw the saw something that the studio execs and the people who made this movie didn't see you could have fixed this easily in editing there would have been no issues with fixing this like what the fuck were they thinking i think they were going for what we're saying like it's a problem but it's a problem they were trying to make maybe I know, I, I know I mean? like the mysteriousness carried through. I think they thought there was some value to that, or Raimi thought there was some value to that. I, I, um, I agree with you guys. There isn't right. I would cheer more for her, and I would hate um, Gene Hackman. Hackman even more if we do start the film right there. Like, and why not do that? That's way more exciting 
than the nothing burger that you end up giving us. The 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 whole scene with the lynching, you're like, oh, another lynching, and then oh, interesting, he's gonna make the daughter shoot. But when she shoots uh, Gary Sinise right between the eyes, I mean, I think we were all thinking, good. No, I'm just kidding. Gary Sinise is a great man who does amazing work. He's an amazing person. Uh, but yeah, th- I thought that was such an interesting twist on the whole lynching thing. The little girl shoots him in the face. Like, that's crazy. Is, what an yeah. opening that would have been. That would have been an unforgettable opening to a movie. Yeah, yeah, people would have been shocked. And they would have been so sympathetic to her character. And they would have, like, understood exactly why she was in the fight. Because the great thing was, the way it is right now, you introduce all those characters before you see Hackman and then you see the look on her face. The look on her face means nothing because you don't know what their history is. So he's yeah. directing it like the audience already understands. Yeah, so like they give be enough a rabid hints. psychopath. He gives yeah. enough hints that she she kind of has something. There's something and then she's angry about something and but, she seems to want revenge for something. And you're like, okay, but like... I don't want to be confused about that. Like, tell me why. Like, I, I see it sort of, but not in... It would be but way better if I all knew of that would have stuck It doesn't the make sense as a reveal. Yeah. No. no. Because all, we're, all we're, never, we're never working towards that as a, as a main point, right? She's and, there for uh, vengeance, right? And we know that. We get the hint of it by the way she's seething in every fucking scene. And so, like, there is no big reveal to be had with that uh, Gene Hackman shit at the end. Give it to us at the beginning. It seeds the fucking story. And uh, like you say, it makes you cheer for her more. It gives you an idea of who she is. Gives you a really good idea of who Gene Hackman was. And so on and so forth. If you take take a guy... Go ahead. Go I was going to say, all the secret of directing that they're doing there, where there's these glances of her looking at him and all of these scenes between him and her that are that are that have this tension, that would have worked. Those He did that like intentionally because no one was supposed to know what happened, but that would have all glowed or shined even more had yeah. we seen that opening because... Because it doesn't matter that it's a, it doesn't matter that it's a secret. It makes it worse that it's a secret. You should never be yeah. keeping these types of things from your audience. Yeah, that's the wrong secret to keep. It's not a twist. There's no surprise. It's just keeping that information from you when you're kind of being like, "Oh, she's angry though." I could have put that in like a a, a, um, a subtitle or something. She angrier now. She angry at him, and you'd be like, "Okay, but why? I don't get it." Like everybody seems to hate this guy. Andy's an obvious piece of shit. So. Like it doesn't. It could. It, like her dad just might have uh, um, been put out of his home, like in far and away, and she wanted to come back and get the land for me, father. Who you killed on the site and burned me house down? Like it's. You need to know why. What the hell? Did everybody else that watched it with you agree to to that as well, or did they? Were they even paying attention? By that point, it no one cared. Once it was about when. Oh, I. I it's worth mentioning. I saw the international version of this, so there was a sex scene that was cut from I think the version you guys saw and and as far as I can discern it's the only additional scene that made it in anywhere Uh, and it's where Sharon Stone goes in to a room and uh, grabs Russell Crowe who's being guarded by two men she punches one in the face and just pulls him out in his handcuffs and they mildly protest even though they should have shot her dead Uh, and then they bang and it's a weird sex scene and he just pulls her (laughs) pulls her top open and then it cuts away and we were all like that was like super strange and weird too. Is there any boobs? Yeah, hers. 
but nice. it's like it's like not quick Russell Crowe's though. No, not Russell Crowe's. So though they, Sharon Stone apparently said Russell Crowe's the best kisser on screen, and that so Leo was like kissing her arm. Was Sharon Stone a producer in this? Because she paid yes. Leo's salary. She yes. chose Russell Crowe. She yep. um had a part in a Raimi, right? She's yeah. She produced. She yeah, also was the one that wanted the sex scene cut out of the movie because she thought it was stupid, and so did and Raimi did too. I don't know why it ended up in a version. No, I think made, a Russell Crowe pushed for that. He's like, we have to film this scene. It doesn't need to make it in anything, but we need to film <laughs> this scene. We need to film it. Another take. Another Russell take. Russell Crowe was completely <laughs> unknown to American audiences when this movie came out. Yeah, too. this was his first western debut anyway he, so in the same year he had virtuosity um which is a yeah, real yeah. shitty movie but with denzel yeah um so that was really big for him and leo obviously this is early in his days so this was a big one for him too some other actor i can't remember his name was cast and couldn't do it and then um once sharon stone was attached to this she got the co-producer and which I guess means giving someone a whole bunch of money um, as an investment to get something out of it or putting in whatever. Uh, so, she, yeah, she she got those other actors on board. And um, it, it, I'd, really, I'd really like to get a look at this script because not only it written by uh, Simon Moore is the guy's name, but then Joss Whedon uh, got into it yeah. and started adding some things. So I and think he, that's some of the lightness. He gets in some surprising places. Yeah. Yeah, there's a there's a lightness with the darkness in this movie. Like some of it doesn't take itself too seriously, but then there's like some kind of heavy themes kicking around. Not themes really, because like who who do people arc in this? Does Sharon Stone arc? I guess she learns how to kill because she's not otherwise not different. She got her revenge, I guess. Mission accomplished. But this isn't that kind of movie. I would say this movie also has one of the worst montages I've ever seen in a movie. Like the mo- montage. In Which this movie one is the the montage where where they have all the gunfights, but they shot it in a black studio so that they're because they didn't. Oh, they and it's it all the, the, the fading faces in oh, and out yeah. and stuff. And the teeth. The <sighs> and then the clock and like stuff trans like with the with the cuts and stuff fading in and. All of that is bad, and it was done for to save money. You that should have all been removed because it looks cheap and it feels cheap, and that's why they did it is because it was cheap. But like, yeah. don't put that in your fucking movie, especially your movie with like ten fucking stars and like a big budget. Like, why would you cheap out on that? Like, doesn't need either. It doesn't need a montage, or they should have shot it in the streets, like just yeah. clips of people being shooting each other. Like why did they? I don't know why they went that way. <laughs> I like the old. I like the old trope of like seeing the the bartender like wipe names off or fucking cross names yeah, off. Yeah, right? that was really effective. That was okay. Like do do that. You don't need to show us this weird montage that looks like. Do you remember those old fucking pictures people would get in the eighties where it would just be like that hovering head, family heads yeah. in the black yeah. background? That's yeah. basically what this montage is, and like. You, you just don't it's, need that shit. You could put in just a couple gunfights and just have the names yeah. wiped off. You cut time, um, and you save yourself the fucking embarrassment of 80s family photography directing. Yeah, you, no, you totally couple, do. And there's too many. There's a couple of those fun. montages in this. Whenever they get to the fighting, they usually montage a little bit. I, I don't know. And then, then in between is some interesting stuff, like... 
uh, I don't know, but not that interesting. Like her whole feud with the guy who's trying to have his way with the young girl and they end up run fighting in the street. Imagine that they're in the bar and they're like, we're fucking going right now. And then there's like, okay, I'll run this way up the street aways and you run that way. And then we'll run at each other shooting. Like someone had to set that up. It doesn't make any sense. in like the whole heat of the moment, they would have ran to the first spot. They couldn't, she would have started shooting at him and still couldn't kill that guy. It makes me real angry. Her, yeah, what happens uh, to that we guy? don't understand her. Um, we don't get her and then she like won't kill and we don't get why because I don't get the sense that she's like a good lady underneath it all. She looks like a rugged horseman. I wish she just had a road in and started killing everybody. Like that Bruce Willis fucking western? Oh, the um, that's a weird one too. Love yeah, Bruce, her plan I hate is that pretty, fucking movie. Her plan is that is a good movie? Shitty. I should do that one. Yeah, her plan is, is pretty shitty because she didn't have a fucking plan. All she said to herself was come in and kill the guy. And somehow the people in the town remember her. And somehow when she throws the Marshall star or whatever in front of Gene Hackman, he knows exactly who she is. It's fucking 20 years later. How many cops and people has that guy killed? Yeah, you can't totally. just throw one star at me and I'd be like, <gasps> it's yeah. her. Yeah, Marshall, it says or whatever. It would mean nothing and, to him. And then how can she, she was be faster? Her, she him a job. He's like, oh. How can she be faster with Gene Hackman? Well, that's oh, what I was going to say is her plan. Her plan is shitty because the only plan that she had was that was good was to kill him at dinner where he invited her over and shoot him under the table. That was actually a pretty good plan. Just it would have like even been dressed sexy. Yeah. And just like pull the gun. But but her plan to to kill a bunch of fucking professional gunmen to get to Gene Hackman, to get to him, the, to be, who's the best gunman, doesn't make yeah. a lot of sense. That's I mean, it confirms unless, that she unless didn't she have got a him plan. right off the bat, she could just yeah. challenge him right off the bat. There doesn't but, need yeah, to but she doesn't. Movie. She waits, and then even when she has the chance to do it, she waits until it's too late. A whole bunch of people in this don't get the point of a tournament like this, where you can challenge anyone and they have to accept. Okay, I pick the worst person immediately. Instead, everyone just goes back to their seat and waits to be challenged by Gene fucking Hackman which is like guaranteed death. Like, why is that ace guy doing whatever stunts in the street waiting for someone to challenge him? He should have challenged someone real bad so he had a chance at winning his first fight. But he doesn't, which doesn't make any fucking sense. Um, I'll take that lady. Yeah, like someone would have challenged her as soon as she was in. What what was the with the waiting? Um, The the way this should have went down at the end was um, just as soon as that last fight's going to go down, the explosions happen and all the men are killed and then she should have rode in on her horse right behind Gene Hackman's head and popped him. Not that whole... Why did she give him a fair shake for everything he'd done to her? She wanted to see him dead, not dead in a fair fight. He would have been like, that's against the rules. And she's like, you're fucked. Yeah, she didn't and give her shot father, his face off. She didn't give her father any rules. Like... No, he did. The, she no should order. have returned it on him somehow, or maybe given Russell Crowe a gun and then stringing Gene Hackman up, and then Russell Crowe just could have shot Gene Hackman in the middle of the eyes and been like, "That's fucking revenge, baby." They high five, they bang oh. again, and then they go their separate oh, John ways. John has or, a great idea. No, they should have strung him up, and Sharon Stone should have said, <laughs> like, had the gun and pointed at him and said, "Do you remember?" Like, do you remember a marshal, blah, 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 that you hung and he, he had his daughter shoot him? You know what I mean? She could have fucking done it that way to reveal who she was. Yeah. She's Give like, it to one of the little town girls. seem familiar? She could have got down on her knees. <laughs> yeah. And be like, I aimed right a boat. And then he's like, oh, I'm the yeah. commander of this fucking ship. 
and then she gets Honestly, shot. Honestly, that's her fault anyways. <laughs> she doesn't have a legitimate gripe. She popped her dad, right? Like, it's Gene Hackman's fault that you suck as a fucking shot. There was a whole fucking three feet above his head you could have shot at and missed. Right? Yeah. No. No, even Even fault. when Gene Shackman, Hackman had a hole in his chest, he should have been like, you're still shooting low. <laughs> her father, her father, too. Her father, too, is super nice about it all. I, I like his reaction to, to her pointing a gun up at the ropes. He was like, it's okay, darling. Daddy loves you. Just yeah. like, take your time. Take your time. <laughs> it, Shoot my face. She should have taken the shot, and then when it went back to show that he got hit in the head, it should have been like super surprised face on him. Like, oh. How? Oh. <laughs> or just disappointed face. Like, I, I'll never fucking forgive you. Yeah. And then she's, be, ah. He could have been like, yeah, he could have got shot in the head and still been alive or in the mouth or something. And he could have been like, no, a little bit higher. Jesus Christ, Sharon! <laughs> <laughs> you shot my off! You shot my dick! Why did you shoot my dick? Just shoot me in the head now. Shoot the rope, not Daddy's jaw. <laughs> yeah. Stupid I mean, kid. Okay, yeah, like there's some I, I okay like stuff. There's some okay stuff in this movie. Let's. Yeah. I wonder. I wonder if this movie is. Um, it's not a Humpty Dumpty. I think you could edit this into something. Yeah, maybe. Well, you'd still have big problems with the end. You'd still have big problems yeah, with the end. Would. But like, okay, for example, um, he brings in brings in Russell Crowe, strings him up, starts shooting the chair just like he was doing with her dad. Um, and that likes that that makes her stand up and shoot the rope and him come down and then Gene Hackman's like what the hell and then get lets her in the tournament like all that was great that set up and supported why she's like sympathetic to Russell Crowe so like th- those kind of little moments worked super well and a lot of the acting in this outside of the some of the craziness is is actually quite competent and good like Gene oh, yeah. Hackman being the commander of the town if you live here it's because I will it like th- he's a terrifying guy in this so like and he seems slightly more than mustache twisting though once you're the leader of a town and a gang of henchmen I guess I don't know what else he's shooting for other than hanging on to his gold um, but that that he's not completely just mustache twisting I mean he kills his son and tortures people in a really fucking weird way too so I, I get behind him as the bad guy. I don't want him to win. I want him to go down. Absolutely. I want him dead at the end. Well, the worst These is people when he kills are, his son. are at fault. Yeah. The worst is when he kills his son, he then denies that he's his son. He walks over and he's like, Yeah. I don't know if he was my son anyway. I think his mama fucked somebody. <laughs> yeah. <coughs> so yeah. That was a dick move. He doesn't even yeah. seem to have remorse for that except for like a slight moment where he's like, Aw. Well, he does. Oh, I think he remorse. does have remorse. There, there. I, I caught a good glimpse of him, where it seems like that was jarring to him, and that's why his reaction is to disavow him as the kid, right? It's yeah. the guilt, and then he's like, doesn't want to be associated as a father killer. He's like, oh, it's, wasn't my kid, anyways. And uh, yeah, yeah, and I mean, and it does a really good job of making you really fucking hate him more. Yeah. Right at the end, that's that's a great spot, actually. It and you're done with Leo me... by that point anyways. He's spent his fucking load. He's, you know. Yeah. There were some interesting bits around that story that maybe would be worth spending some more time on. But n- n- not in this movie, not with this Leo. This Leo is actually, he's one of the, one of my least favorite in this. 
Um, he's not great I like, in this. No, but I mean, he's still young, and and uh, you know, I can only I can only feel like Sam Raimi would be like super connected with some of his actors, and and I think some of I I hear that he's kind of a goofy guy in a, in a good way like real easy to be around and to work with. So, um, and I get the sense of some of that in his movies, like with the Spider-Man ones that he did. Um, but in this one, Leo, not so much for me. I think, uh, the Gene Hackman character is basically the exact same character that he is in unforgiven too. He's pretty much like the exact same character. Yeah. <laughs> Wild yeah. Bill in, uh, that movie, I think his name is. Yeah. Little Bill, little Bill. But he is like, I mean, it's like a car, a total cutout of that. What, what, which came first, by the way? Hmm. Unforgiven. Unforgiven was the year before, maybe. Are you fucking kidding? You did this back to back. Unforgiven was. Yeah, let me see. That would have been easy for him then. He just went from one trailer playing the same character to another trailer and another western set. It might have been the same set. So it it came out three years before this. This was ninety five. So Hackman so won his Oscar for Unforgiven, and then they're like, come back and be in a slightly different version of the same, different movie, same same guy. And he's like, I'm guaranteed <laughs> an Oscar in this. I'm the commander of this fucking trap. Yeah. Your Hackman's actually pretty good. I've never heard anyone do a Hackman. He has a weird... Um, you do um, angry Hackman, though. Yeah, like, that's my favorite Hackman. He's yelling. <laughs> he's, it's easier, because he's got a high pitch... I just watched the, the sub one with him and Denzel recently. Oh my god! Mm. Red uh, Tide or something like that. Um, uh, God, I can't remember. Yeah, he gets real October angry. October Tide. That one. No, something like that. It's uh, there's always there's one of those three words in every sub movie. The ones yeah. where they want to launch the nukes, and yeah. Denzel doesn't. He really launch wants the to nukes. launch the nukes in that one. He He's the same in this man. Tide. He wants to launch the nukes, except the nukes in this case are his pistols. Oh, oh. <laughs> why I wonder would Herod put on this competition and put up all this money? Yeah, why has he done it, knowing that people in the town will be hiring a gunman to kill him? Why would he even compete? Like, what's the point? I guess he wants to just wave the money in people's face and then pull it back in. That's his kind of joy. That's why he's holding the tournament. They, they try and they try and make. Uh, he has some dialogue in the movie where they try and indicate that he's an adrenaline junkie or that he. Uh, well, he's a gunfighter, so he yeah. w- wants to gunfight, and he, he wants, likes yeah. to fucking kill and gunfight. Yeah, and he knows that he's, I mean, potentially the the best out there. So he's fine holding those things and it looks i think to the townspeople like he gives them a sporting chance at getting rid of them i guess but the thing is is that those people are all at fault anyways they live in the middle of fucking dirtville yeah. they fucking chose that place yeah and they don't have much right? of a choice to leave i guess yeah, so maybe maybe it was there. theirs and he came by and like took it that maybe well maybe possible maybe yeah. i guess yeah it feels weird i guess maybe he i guess i'd been looking at it like he had made his riches through crime and then set up this town and people were like well shit it's halfway from here to here that's better than nothing uh fuck those people and their choices who does he say Uh, he's scared fighting when he's like i'm kind of scared that's uh yeah court who is the one who could beat everybody that's when everything starts blowing up before they even shoot? 
Yeah, as soon as the thing goes off, okay, they've timed so it perfectly made, to explode. So, so that made zero fucking <laughs> sense, by the way. So Sharon Stone gets fake shot in the street, and then I don't know. It wouldn't have been more than an hour or two to the next fight because they're just using the clock. And she manages, without anyone to see her, to plant dynamite all over the whole town and also set a detonator to go off at the time that she wants it to. That makes yeah. zero fucking sense. If the town had done it, like are the people of the town and they did get that the people helped I, her. Yeah. I wish they maybe. had given us more of that sense because I know the people wanted to like get rid of the guy and maybe this is the big like her and Russell Crowe had to plan with someone like yeah. of, of, do you know what to get town. rid of them blow up all your homes yeah we'll just blow up the whole town the whole how many townspeople town. died there how many townspeople died there that's what I like, I bet you she is more hated in that town than Gene Hackman ever was now probably that's like, like Jesus whole, Christ take you your killed ball a bunch of home. babies and shit that's probably, why she had to leave probably yeah yeah get good choice you blew up a whole town. Your wanted poster is uh, spectacular now. Yeah, guaranteed. Guaranteed. And also, and also like $14. Dollars. Gene Hackman's men are shit because after the town starts blowing up, they just stand there and let Russell Crowe like, take them all out. Yeah, with crazy long double crossover pistol shots from range. Also, so, remember, he has a busted hand and he's doing that with his busted, shattered no, hand. No, not in that scene, dude. He's a, he's a magic healer. He did not feel any pain for that. Well, yeah. God did that. Yeah, God so, did that. Because he was going to draw with his left because his, his right was so fucked up. But apparently it was not so fucked up because he's shit. fucking shooting people uh, with it. So, like, shit blows up. Some of the gunmen are killed. Russell Crowe starts drawing on the gunman. I guess, thankfully, Herod goes down for a few seconds and is just conveniently out of commission, even though he wasn't the target of the bombs. All of his belongings were. Um, and then as he is, uh, as Herod is, like, getting up and some of the henchmen see Sharon Stone riding in, they key in on her, allowing Russell Crowe to kill all of them. And then Herod finally is like, oh, and Sharon Stone whacks him in the face with a tomahawk. Ba-bam. Something like that needed to happen, and I hated when they lined up against each other. Because what yeah, should have happened there is he should have been like, uh, okay, and then just killed her, and then be like, who's fucking next? Yeah, I was going to just say, why was he waiting around for her to talk and shit? Like, why, he, all his men is being killed, and everything is being blown up, and he's not pulling yeah. his gun. He's just he like, still wants to see who's fastest. <laughs> yeah. Like, fuck that. And she yeah, does, too. I, like, it really bugs me she gave him a chance. She should have, like, totally done a uh, 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 unethical, immoral thing to him and been like, you deserve this. And he'd be like, I do. Yeah, he does it to everybody else. Yeah, yeah, why not have her shoot just right at eleven fifty nine? Yeah, and be like, you know? yeah, like, like, here's like as right much before of a the clock goes, she dad. just cranks him. Yeah, I still you think give my dad no chance by giving me the gun. You gave my dad no chance. Yeah, <laughs> how fucking dare you? <laughs> I, I I do like the idea of them hanging him up on a chair, just like her father, and then her getting down on her knees and talking in a high pitched childlike voice and going. Do you remember this? Does this feel familiar <laughs> to you? <laughs> and he's like, it still doesn't. Can... I don't know what's happening. Yeah, yeah. Gene Hawkins like, I don't. I remember. just like I money. Like, That's a like scary way to die, ago. man. 
Yeah. Have someone put a noose on you and then kneel down and talk in a toddler <laughs> voice? It'd be like, what? 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 Oh, Christ. <laughs> this is terrifying. This. And then I would kneecap him on both knees when I was down there and my little girl knees. And then I would shoot him in the face after he like screams and bloody murder for like at least a minute. Because you're fucking dark wow. today. Incredibly Colin. painful. Yeah. Does it really I feel matter if he knows that it was her father, just kill him. Like people always want the person to know and stuff. And they, especially in movies, they fuck their plans up by doing that. Oh, oh I mean, yeah. yeah. But I would want them to know. Cause that's I the guess. thing is I always thought like killing somebody in revenge is kind of shitty. Cause they don't know that you did that. They're dead. Right. The That's real the way to punish part. him is to like shoot his knees and his elbows out, shoot his dick off, and then let him live forever, right? Yeah. Maybe write like cunt on his forehead you do or the, something. You do the Benicio del Toro in Sicario. You sit down in front of the guy while he's eating family, eating dinner with his family. You kill his entire family in front of him and then give him a moment to think about that and finish his meal if he likes. But then when he just sits there, you put two in his head. That's that's vengeance right there. That scene no, always. Then you do that stuff Sicario. I said, and you leave him to fucking lie like go. a like a, a quadriplegic and think about his actions. That's the Chicago. Mm, that's way. how you punish. Yeah, somebody. That's, that's the Chicago. How you, that's how you get Capone. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, her her plan was very poorly designed, and we we don't know how she is as a. Um, gunfighter like why is she she's good so she's been training her whole life I mean where's that montage yeah yeah I think they have so many montages you gotta, where's the if they wanted to you do can't flashbacks just will it. They, if they wanted to do flashbacks they could have showed her killing her dad her getting good but always yeah and then flashbacks of her like learning how to use a gun Someone teaching her. They could have had like some famous actor be the person that like was her uncle who taught her how to use the gun. They could have got like anybody. I I guess to keep her character consistent in this too, she'd bang everybody that helps her. Mm. But she doesn't bang she, anybody at the time. She bangs she, Leo in this, yeah. Doesn't she bang Leo and no, then she, she bangs Russell bang Leo. Bang. Oh, she just wakes up kind of naked in his bed. Leo oh, tries yeah, to play say, like they yeah, did, but right, he couldn't right. get hard, I think is what happened. Right on. Yeah. With whiskey dink. So just bangs Russell Crowe, <laughs> lucky guy. Well, but yeah, once Russell again, Crow not in me and Brent's version. Me and Brent saw none of that. Yeah, unfortunately. When you were talking about boobs would have made this didn't movie work. better. No, nah, boobs made it. No, no it didn't. I uh, agree. It was weird. It don't, totally did not fit. And then, like, she boobs. had respect and for court, but any like, she nudity have makes him. movies better. Uh, yeah. It doesn't do Even anything for world. her character. Like, I just didn't understand her at the time and like still didn't know about what she was going through and all that. So like that she needed to bang him. Why? Because my dad well, died. Okay. It's like, doesn't make sense. Sometimes it's about us, John. Yeah, I guess. Exactly. Boobies. It's just about boobies sometimes. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually not and, surprised. And dicks? Bums? Could be. I'm, I'm not surprised that they did shoot a scene where she exposed her her breasts in this movie because this was back in the the days where she all of her movies she got topless. So, well, like th- look, so ninety two was Basic Instinct, right? That was definitely her breakout. Topless. Even though she had done some stuff, she had done Total Recall before that. 
Um, but then she did Basic Instinct, and people said that was her breakout. But then as I'm looking at, like, other... She did a ton of stuff, fellas. Like, unbelievable amount of movies. But the next movie I see that she was in that I recognize... Uh, Sliver is here. I think that was kind of a thriller or a horror, was it not? It's just... Uh, Sliver, so, yeah. is, Sliver is a, the movie where she... Where there's cameras all over an apartment building, and she's naked in that one, too. Right. That one there, okay. like, was Taylor written after Basic Instinct to have a movie where she could get naked. Okay, so... I've got an idea. So then Last Action Hero, I don't remember her being prominent in that, but she must have just... I don't remember just, her being in it at all. She must have appeared in one of the movie-watching segments. Maybe. After that, though, The Specialist with Stallone was crap. Quick and the Dead. Gets I mean, naked. I don't want to call it too early. Then she did Casino, which she won an Oscar for she gets in 95. In that well, that's At, her best movie. By, as after, that, she after that, after that. Gets like, naked in Casino? Sphere, yeah, she, Ants, She gets Gloria. naked with, uh, what's his name, uh, the little guy. De Niro? Oh, Pesci. Yeah. Beautiful Joe. Yeah, after Casino, I don't see anything from Sharon Stone that... I would watch. Like, like name some movies. Uh, Basic Instinct Casino. 2. Did that oh, exist? That one. Yeah, it's yeah of course. I, I and is she it. in it? Yeah. yeah. Jesus. Okay. Um, okay, what, so what, what else Sphere. That, John? Sphere with Dustin Hoffman and Samuel L. Jackson. Oh, oh she was Catwoman. She was in Catwoman, but she was not Catwoman. That was Michelle Pfeiffer. Oh, you are right. Or Halle Berry, whichever. Okay, Ants, she did a voice. We can give her Ants. Gloria, I don't remember. Um, Mm. The Muse, Simpatico. No. Um, If These Walls Could Talk too, but it's just a TV movie. Okay, Beautiful (laughs) Joe. (laughs) Uh, Cold Creek Manor. (laughs) Like, I'm telling you, it's like bad. Broken Flowers. Jesus Christ. Well, she was in Senna. Broken Flowers with Bill Murray, but yeah, she's only but I don't plays think a small role in that. Yeah, I, I'm telling you, it kind of cuts out after that. The so Disaster she, Artist? She was in that, yeah. more. So she came back more recently. But yeah, there was a big thing through the 2000s. I think she was either sick <laughs> or one of her family members was sick and she took time off. I wonder. Dude, she's mistaken. been working a shitload she, She's been doing years. stuff. It's just, just never been stuff that you know. Yeah, oh. so that's really strange to f- like that casino didn't go to other places for her. But like I said, she could be into producing and getting old. Maybe these are all passion projects and she's doing what she loves and that's it. She's Sharon Stone. Yeah, she's you know a what? legend. Sometimes people get the Oscar and disappear. Like like Kim Bassinger? Cuba Goody yeah. Jr.? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, they I do. mean, it's weird, right? You think <laughs> that they'd get that and then they would be like in everything. But then... All of a sudden, you don't see them for six years, and then they're in like a Hallmark TV movie or something. And yeah, a movie fucking, about what dogs, happened? Right? Dogs in Alaska, yeah. like Cuba. Yeah, or he's on a move, a cruise ship comedy. <laughs> How does that happen? Yeah. After they win the Oscar, those people must just be shitting on people's desks, right, and leaving told you so notes, and then everyone's like, Jesus Christ, don't fucking work. Got to be them. big part of that's got to be their agents too. Their agents are like. Um, nothing's coming up. You've got to keep working. You like, even though you won the Oscar, you got to take everything. Like, cause I need to make money, and you need to make money. <laughs> yep. So do snow dogs. <laughs> yeah, the Oscar winner I did guess, a movie yeah. called Snow Dogs. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, maybe it was prior commitments. I don't know. What I do know, though, fellas, is that it's time to call it. Back to the quick and the dead. 
led so deftly by the lady whose name yeah. in this is Ellen, as they say late in the movie. I hate, I, I really don't like not knowing a character's name, the protagonist from Tenet and this. Like, when uh, I, I, get, I need to connect at the very least, give them a name. Same with, same with Kill Bill. I mean, I know why he was doing it for fun and stuff, but yeah, I agree. You do need a name. The lady, the bride. Like, no one even you, calls her the bride. She is called the lady in this, or just lady, so I guess that's something, but still. The, it's her nickname. Movie, like, like Leo's the kid, she's the lady or whatever, right? He, he, yeah. Even in Fight Club, he get, he calls himself Jack from the book. So, Jack's disappointment or yeah, whatever. Yeah. So, like, you can call him Jack at least, but, yeah, the lady or lady, that's... Lady... Like, well, I give this lady a does not hold up. Um, this is kind of a Ooh, frustrating up? movie in a way, just because I, I saw some potential and saw that this could, I, you could do a movie and take a lot of inspiration from this and do one movie in a better way. Biggest fault, though, is the main character that I know more about, that we go deep into Russell Crowe's background and character and the lady listens to him so sympathetically and you can tell it means something to her, but we don't know and we don't find out until the end when we don't care. And you have to think back to put those elements together. So that part of it That's doesn't the make problem. it yeah. so enjoyable. That's the biggest problem with this movie is you, you if you had put that cutscene first, the, the, where she shoots her dad in the head, let in and then blend that with her riding into town. Right before she uh, rides at a guy who shoots her with a rifle and she must have planned this and she fakes being hit and then lays on the ground knowing he won't just walk up and put six more bullets in the back of her head. That That's a dumb opening, right? But it, maybe it's made a little bit better if you show that it's her coming from that shoot my daddy in the head riding into town scene. Uh, that would have actually maybe even saved the movie. That one change might have saved this movie. But as it, it stands, the way it plays out, I got to say, I, you know, and Raimi's directing stuff, we laughed every time. it happened. I told people about it here because and my brother knew to look for it, but other people were like, what's the Sam Raimi thing? And I'll be like, this. And I showed them the first time it happened, and then they were like, oh, my God, after that, you can't stop seeing it. And it stops being effective, and it starts being annoying, and the way they do it with the draws and the slow motion montages, it all gets too much by the end. So you got to neat and tidy this movie up. Make it. This movie is long, by the way. It's way over long. Uh, it is just about two hours. Yeah, one hour and eight minutes. This needs to be ninety minute movie uh, for sure. And yeah, get in, get have a fun battles. Have Hera be a badass. Have her get her revenge, and like we know what she's doing, and she walks out a victor, and has and the and court can be the sheriff. Sure, just throw that in after. If you, you can run that, that shitty blown up town, talk, talking about making too, then um, you wouldn't have had to have all those flashbacks and a lot of the scenes where she's in her room, or she's somewhere and she's seething, or she's remembering, or she's dreading. Yeah. You could have taken all of that out. and Just have her have wake short- up in a sweat. And you're like, I know why she's waking up like that. I would too. I'd be haunted. Yeah, and then she'd exactly. go and kick ass. That's, that's it. We know why she's like, do, and then we also know why she's doing what she's fucking doing. Yeah. Which is called motivation. And if you hide the motivation <laughs> of the character, then you are fucking then it becomes- doing yourself a disservice. <laughs> it's, it's another Asian. It's not motivation. It's frustration in the audience. Oh, there you oh, go. Oh, you son of a bitch. Dingle dangle. Okay, so, so, Colin, are you say saying? Does not hold up. I don't think uh, I ever enjoyed it. I always knew something was wrong with it or something was off. Something was not good. But now we can like clearly see what those flaws are. 
and uh, I think John is right. I think this is not a Humpty Dumpty. I think you could have you could have edited this into a much better movie that was snappier, quicker, and uh, you could have got rid of some of that bad directing and those bad montages too. Brent, um, this is a fun movie. Yeah, I'll it's give fun. it that. I like the actors i like the characters that's one thing for me in movies like this that always capture me is like <clears throat> the assembly of characters needs to be interesting mm. um that's why i like a lot of those old style movies where it just seemed like those big um what do you call them uh, uh cast the uh oh the ensemble on- ensemble cast like i love shit like that um and i find that here having all these stars in here and it doesn't detract from anywhere they all seem to kind of have their role and play it well. Yeah, no one's um, just making a cameo and sending it in. Like, though they are no. caricature bad guys and, and characters, they are enough and they're there and they're not confusing and they're not super cliche. They're, they're kind of dynamic, like the gunfighter guy and then Keith David is the, the gunfighter, the professional. And like, yeah, they, they don't go too deep, I think, and they don't need to. Sorry, Brent. No worries. Um honestly that's that's kind of the the thing is like some that's a type of character right when they are just basically the the trope or the 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 basic concept of the character like they serve that role in the story just by the presentation of that kind of exaggerated character we know immediately who they are and what place they play and that i think helps really kind of breeze through um certain areas right Mm. Totes. But, um, I mean, obviously it, it doesn't hold up real well. It's funny that you said that shit about Sam Raimi and your family when you told them what to point out. Because Colin and I were watching this and Colin goes, this is so Raimi. And I was <laughs> like, oh, I don't think I've noticed really Raimi. And as soon as I said that, there was like one of the big crazy Zoom things. And I was like, <laughs> oh, fuck, there it is right there. And, uh, and then it never stops hitting you in the face until yeah. the end. You get, you get one or two of those at most, buddy. Now, now I wish in a that, movie like this, it's just not. It's not. It doesn't appropriate. work. No. Uh, now I wish I would have. I would have seen this before I went to that Comic Con where Raimi was doing the Q and A that anybody could go ask questions. I, I would have had some questions <laughs> about this movie. Like, why didn't you uh, put that in the beginning so that we understood what Sharon Stone was doing? Do you regret that? Could you go back and maybe re-edit this movie so that it made some sense? <laughs> Oh, Jesus. Colin just wants to make him feel bad. I think so. <laughs> just want to rub it in. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, it, kids saw it. <laughs> it doesn't hold up, but it could have. Yeah. Yeah, that's a kind of kid that's kind of probably it. never studied storytelling or filmmaking noticed it <laughs> immediately. And yeah. all the executives, including producer Sharon Stone and director Sam Waymey, did not. It's mysterious. Like, no, it's it's dumb. Yeah, it sucks. It's you dumb. In. Maybe it maybe it wouldn't have stood out so much if they hadn't have told so much of Court's story. I was a young man on the plains that time. Herod took me in, but then he got me into all kinds of crazy shit. Explain a log. Explain a log. Explain a log. Hello. Um, all right. Well, what's next? Tough. Tough. Well, Tough Boys is a um, quickly down under. We're Never going to Australia 
to watch the gonna... amazing Quigley as his Australian uh, adventures. Are we Tom watching Selleck. this together? Alan Rickman. No, I won't be back, so we'll watch this you one have, this week. While you've I'm... put this on us, and then you're not even here to guide us through we it. Can do a, we can do a co-stream. <laughs> I'd definitely be down for that. But I'll, we, we can, can at least like get a movie maybe. going and hit play. Yeah, I'm going to watch it with my family here someday this week. <laughs> and... Um, if you guys can this find is like a your data. dad's favorite movie or something, he really it? likes it, and um, he also likes. Uh, and I should have asked him this, but uh, Appaloosa, which is Viggo Mortensen oh, and Ed shit. Harris, and yeah. I saw I saw good chunks of it. I didn't get to watch the whole thing. I was busy making homemade pizzas. Um, but some of this movie rang true, and one of the things I really liked about it was there was a gunfight scene that I saw where even the main characters get winged. Um, and then as they're lying on the ground, they're like, everyone was a good shot, <laughs> which plays into it. I usually love in Westerns when people start letting bullets fly, but no one's aiming and it's like real handsy. And like you, even from 10 feet away, you'd be missing people pretty regular with the with the weapons and stuff they had in the attitude. So I like when people uh, throw in that good gunfighters, why what makes them good? It's the patience, right? Like um, Unforgiven does one of the best jobs of that ever. Just, you know, you're going to go kill someone. You can just take your time. You're going to get more than panicking and running and shooting like crazy. Uh, so Appaloosa seemed to do a really good job of that, too. This movie doesn't do a good job of that. So will Quigley? Quigley definitely gets into some cool shit with his rifle. Uh, and Alan Rickman, boys, you're going to see Alan Rickman in full action. And I forget the lady's name that's in this. Um, anyway, we'll see how it goes. I've put this upon folks, uh, and we will see if we should have done Appaloosa instead, maybe, but only time will tell. And we'll have to save some more movies for another Western month that we get. Uh, this one has been real fun though. Quick and the Dead wasn't the worst movie to watch. I gotta say, even though it doesn't hold up from all three of us, we've watched way worse movies than this. This one I felt was more, I, it, it disappointed me more than I hated it. Because I, I, I could see there being something in here worth making as a Western. To, that different spin, that different setting on a Western um, that could be really fun, given maybe put it in someone else's hands, both writing and directing, I'd say. Yeah, but watch let's see this it. movie. If, if this movie's on, I'll watch it, but I won't seek it out. Yeah, every time. Yeah, and I think I could watch it for a couple of minutes, but I won't stick with it. Because what are you sticking around for? Eh. Anyway, uh, we're done slamming this one to Depends death. if you're watching the Euro version or not, John. I guess, eh? Repeat, repeat. Um, so, folks, it's been wonderful to hang out with you for this uh, hour, and I hope that you enjoyed uh, the podcast more than the movie, but be back for Quickly Down Under next week and get it into your eye holes. Until then, folks, enjoy your shit. Thanks for listening, everyone. Make sure you follow us on Instagram. Our handle is holdup underscore podcast. You can fire us a comment or two, add a movie to our wish list, and we always post a hint about our next episode in the middle of the week. Feel free to drop us an email directly if you've got some feedback for us. Our email is podcast.holdup at gmail.com. Our podcast can be found where most podcasts are these days. Podbean, iTunes, Google Play Music, Spotify, and Player FM.